So usually on Fridays at 3 o'clock, instead of listening to an impeachment trial, we are bringing you the local coronavirus update where we speak with members of the county's pandemic response team. And I was able to speak with folks from the county just now at three o'clock and i recorded that interview and i will bring that to you now we're going to go ahead and play our local coronavirus update this is alicia bales in the studio with you and uh, we're going to do a, a, an hour later local coronavirus update right now uh, i spoke with dr noemi mimi duen she's the former mendocino county public health officer and currently the deputy public health officer here in Mendocino County, Carmel Angelo, Mendocino County CEO, and Becky Emery, the Department Operations Center Manager. And I have to say they did break some news for us today. Um, Just before we spoke at three o'clock, they had heard from the state of California that uh, the state has now changed the guidelines once again to allow providers to vaccinate uh, people aged 16 to 64 with disabilities and medical complications. However, the state is not providing any extra vaccine to allow uh, the expansion in the vaccinations. So um, they had just heard the news. They are just reeling uh, from trying to just begin to think about how they're going to respond to to that news. And we're going to hear from from them now. I also want to let you know that we did record this particular update in Spanish and in English. We were very grateful to Loreto Rojas from Mendo Latino, who was there as a Spanish language interpreter. So this particular uh, coronavirus update will be simultaneously in Spanish and English. Uh, So uh, it changes the format a little bit, but we are trying to make sure that our Spanish-speaking listeners and neighbors have the same quality information that uh, our English-speaking community has. So stay tuned now for the local coronavirus update. This is Alicia Bales, and we are here with the local coronavirus update for Friday, February 12th. And in the studio with us, we have, or on the Zoom with us, we have Carmel Angelo, Mendocino County CEO, Dr. Noemi Mimi Duen, former Mendocino County Public Health Officer, and current, Dr. Duen, are you a consultant to the county's public health response? I'm the deputy health officer. Got it. Okay. And Becky Emery, Department Operations Center Manager. Buenas tardes. Estamos aquí para darles el, la actualización sobre la situación del COVID-19 en nuestro condado. Y tenemos con nosotros a la administradora general del condado, Carmel Angelo. También tenemos a Becky Emery y a la doctora Duham, que es la eh, oficial de salud interina. I'm sorry, Becky, I missed your title. Department Operations Center Manager. Es la administradora del Departamento de Operaciones, el Centro de de Operaciones del Condado. And also here is Loreto Rojas of Mendo Latino. She's our Spanish language interpreter today. Thanks, Loreto. And we're going to... Buenas tardes a todos. Soy Loreto Rojas y voy a hacer la traducción esta tarde para ustedes. Muchas gracias. Gracias por la oportunidad. Thank you for the opportunity, Alicia. And we're going to try to provide this update 
fully in Spanish and English. So I'm going to request that our guests take frequent pauses for Loreto to provide the Spanish language interpretation. And um, I want to thank you in advance for that. Muchas gracias a todos. Vamos a hacerlo un poquito más lento esta vez. Les solicitamos a las personas que participan de esta llamada que hagan oraciones un poco más cortas para permitir la traducción. All right. So um, let's start as usual, if we can, with the numbers, uh, the number of current cases, where are we with total vaccinations in the county, and, and how are our testing numbers? Vamos a comenzar por preguntar cuáles son los números de casos actuales en el condado los números de, de personas que han sido vacunadas y también las oportunidades para tener los tests. So I'm going to ask if Becky has those numbers right in front of her. If not, we can get them in just a moment. I had not pulled those up immediately. Um, Becky, do you have those? La doctora eh, Duham está preguntándole a Becky Emery si ella tiene los números para este reporte. Our current numbers today, we have 203 people in isolation in their home. 203 personas están en sus casas aisladas. We have 12 individuals in the hospital. 12 personas están en el hospital. Three of which are in the ICU. Tres personas en la unidad de tratamiento intensivo. Uh, we've had 40 uh, deaths in Mendocino County. Ya tenemos 40 personas que han muerto por el COVID en nuestro condado. We have 3,426 people have been released from isolation. Tenemos más de 3,000 personas que han sido ya, eh, han tenido la enfermedad y están libres de mantenerse en sus casas. For a total of 3,681. And our total positivity is 22.14 cases per seven days. La, el... El promedio de personas es de 22.1 en este momento del total de 3,681 personas que han tenido la enfermedad. And for our vaccines, we have administered in the health, from the health department 7,834 first doses. 700, how many, sorry? 7,834. 7, En términos de las vacunas que ha entregado el Departamento de Salud, estas en total son 7,834. Y tenemos también 1,000 personas, 146 en total, que han recibido la segunda dosis. Muchas gracias por la actualización. All right. So, um, in terms of uh, the current cases right now, I know that the, the demographics have been a, ca a cause of concern with the disproportionate infection of our Latino community here in Mendocino County. Can you do you know any of the numbers on any of, uh, of uh, any of this? The percentage of Latinos who have been vaccinated or are currently hospitalized or uh, have died. De acuerdo con los datos demográficos que contamos en la actualidad, parece haber una, un incremento del número de los casos latinos. Doctora Dujan, ¿usted tiene alguna información sobre cuántas personas de las que están enfermas en estos momentos son de origen latino, tanto yes, en el hospital como en sus casas? Yes, we keep track. We we absolutely keep track of that information from our cases um, and the deaths. 
regarding the vaccinations, it was um, initially because of the pace that we've been moving at, we did not track ethnicity from the very first day that we've been vaccinating, but we've started tracking ethnicity um, more recently. Um, so en relación con los casos y con las muertes, por supuesto que sabemos completamente eh, cuáles son los números de casos, de, dependiendo de, de, de la los datos demográficos. En términos de las vacunas, no lo hicimos desde el principio, pero lo estamos haciendo ahora. Yeah, so we, we track all of the, um, this data around regarding cases, a number of cases that we can pull up for you. I just did not have that right in front of me as we were coming into this. So we can certainly get those numbers. Maybe we'll pause and give those to you towards the end um, and we can pull them up. It looks like Becky may be pulling them up right now. I know she sent them to me this morning and I read them. And what I will comment is that I'm noticing that the number of um, cases in the Latinx population seem to be more normalizing towards the, the representation in the population as a whole. Eh, la doctora dice que eh, no tiene estos eh, números en este momento delante de ella. Eh, los vamos a entregar al final de esta llamada. Pero lo que ella quiere destacar que en términos de las personas latinas eh, se puede apreciar que ha habido un cambio en los números y esto está en este momento es normalizándose en relación al porcentaje de latinos que viven en la comunidad con los que se han enfermado. Okay, so I guess that you would see that as very good news that even though our numbers are are still high, much higher than when the last time that we talked several months ago, but that um, it seems that the disproportionate infection rate of our Latino community may be coming down a bit? Yes. Alicia eh, pregunta a la doctora Duham que uh, aparentemente estos son buenas noticias porque permite eh, ver que los números de contagio de los latinos no son tan desproporcionadamente altos en relación a la población total que vive en el condado y le está preguntando ahora cuántos casos son de ellos. Yes, so I'm looking at I have the data open now. Um, ahora tengo la información delante de mí. Which is what Becky prepares for us so carefully. Uh, it's called our, our mega data tracker. Está mirando And, ella lo que le llaman el mega data tracker, o sea, el seguimiento eh, mega de los datos que prepara, prepara diligentemente Becky Emery para el condado. And there's a, a chart called the Hispanic data points. Y también tienen eh, los puntos específicos que eh, refleja la cantidad de personas hispanas contagiadas. So, for deaths, we've had 40 um, deaths in our county from COVID, and 13 of those are Hispanic, which is a 33% representation. De las 40 personas que han muerto en el condado, 13 de ellas son de origen latino. Esto representa el 33% de los muertos son latinos. Where in other parts of our state, we see um, the death rate among the Latinx population being above 60%. Y vemos que en otras partes de nuestro estado, el porcentaje de latinos muertos es de hasta el 60%. And at this time, the total cases that we've had today in our Latinx population are 50%. De todos los casos que tenemos en este momento, los latinos representan el 50% de ellos. Whereas in other parts of the state, that percentage is much higher. En otras partes del estado este porcentaje es muchísimo más alto. So we do we 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 do as we have said 
throughout this pandemic in Mendocino County, we very we care very much about our Latinx community. And it, I mean, I think that we can hope that we're we're making progress in terms of um, of not having the Latinx population carry the burden of this disease more than the rest of us. Tal como lo hemos dicho desde el principio, esta pandemia nos importa mucho las personas latinas y en este momento podemos decir que ellos ya no están llevándose la mayor parte del peso de esta enfermedad en nuestro condado. Thank you. And Loreto, do you have any follow-up on that that you want to do? Eh, no, not at this time. Okay. Um, Dr. Duen, it's been a while since we had a chance to speak on the air. It's nice to see you again. And I wonder uh, if you could clarify for our listeners what your role in the pandemic response has been since uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Corin was hired as the public health officer. Alicia yes. dice que ella está muy contenta de ver a la doctora eh, Dujam en este momento con nosotros eh, y que le pregunta cuál es el rol que ella está jugando, que ella está tomando parte en este momento in nuestro condado. Yes, I'm, I'm very grateful for that opportunity and I'd actually like to, to speak about um, my role from the beginning and how it changed because Estoy some of our listeners... de estar aquí con ustedes y quisiera hablar de sobre cuál ha sido mi rol durante esta pandemia comenzando desde el principio ya que quizás no todos saben cómo ha sido este proceso. Because some of our listeners may not uh, have known me before. <laughs> Quizás algunas personas no sabían, no me conocían antes. Okay. So to share um, my story just briefly, my 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 family has um, land in Mendocino County in Ukiah, and Para I moved. compartir con ustedes my, mi historia en este condado. Eh, mi familia posee terrenos en el condado. Yeah, and I moved to Mendocino County to be with my father and mother, who were end of life in 2015. Me vine aquí a vivir al condado el 2015 para acompañar a mis padres que ya estaban en los últimos años de su vida. And uh, I, I took a job with Adventist Health and, and the hospital there to start their family medicine residency program and their street medicine program. Y tomé un trabajo eh, con el hospital de Adventist donde eh, comencé a trabajar en el programa de medicina en la calle. Eh, se llama, I'm sorry, Dr. Duhan. Street Medicine. Street el medicine. programa de, de medicina en la calle. Y, what was the other one, I'm sorry? Family Medicine Residency Program. El programa de residencia para la medicina de la familia. Yeah. Uh, and I was making a transition in, the, in 2019 um, to move to San Diego to start a new job doing similar work um, for Scripps, Scripps Mercy um, Chula Vista. Estaba en el 2019 en transición de ir a hacer este mismo trabajo a otro hospital en Chula Vista. And I was asked by the county to take an interim job, to be the part-time interim health officer starting in August of 2019. Y en agosto del 2019 me pidió el condado que fuera la persona a cargo de manera interina de la salud pública. I was qualified because I have an MD, um, a PhD in molecular biology, but also a master's in public health. Estaba calificada porque aunque tengo un doctorado en medicina molecular, también tengo un master's en eh, salud pública. So when the pandemic broke out um, in February, uh, I didn't feel it was right to go to my new job. I, I, I pledged to stay through the pandemic. 
pero entonces nos sorprendió la pandemia en febrero y entonces yo decidí eh, quedarme aquí y no abandonar esta posición. But I did actually have to start my new job. I had promised and, and, and actually moved to San Diego County um, in June of, 29, of 2020. Yes, what Pero de todas maneras tuve que ir a comenzar a hacer mi trabajo para el cual yo ya estaba comprometida y me fui a San Diego en junio del 2020. So I've continued to serve Mendocino County, but I'm living in San Diego County. And so we're very grateful that Dr. Corin came on to be the health officer in September and I was able to step into the deputy health officer role. And I've continued in that role as deputy health officer To this, to this day. Pero estoy muy agradecida que pude continuar con mi trabajo incluso desde esta distancia y lo continúo haciendo ahora como oficial de salud interina y estoy muy agradecida que el doctor Andy Coren pudo tomar esta posición. So my heart is in Mendocino County um, as, and I'm physically in San Diego County. But this is estoy a, físicamente yeah. en San Diego, mi corazón está en Mendocino. Yeah, but it's very, um, it's very, um, I'm learning so much about the pandemic, having this perspective of being on the border in Chula Vista, which is in the San Diego-Mexico border, as well as the experiences I'm having in Mendocino County. I have esta, that perspective. Esta, esta situación eh, me ha enriquecido muchísimo porque he podido ver la situación que está pasando en el borde de los Estados Unidos con México por el lugar donde está Chula Vista, el hospital donde yo trabajo, y al mismo tiempo ver lo que está ocurriendo en el condado de Mendocino. And, and just to finish up the, the, the um, story of my role, um, I am focusing, um, Carmel Angelo has asked me to focus on advanced planning and uh, preparing for the after action report, which will come probably in December, Um, because of my experience through the pandemic, I've been the one who's been here from the beginning. I have that perspective to have that high-level view of where we are now and where we've come from and where we're going. Por el hecho de que he estado eh, presente durante toda la pandemia y, y he visto cómo ha ido pasando, eh, Carmel Angelo me ha pedido que sea parte del grupo que está haciendo la planificación en, por adelantado y esta perspectiva es muy enriquecedora para hacer este trabajo en este momento. Right, that is a, a perspective. I, I am so curious about your view from before the worst of the pandemic hit, uh, the planning and then uh, how it's gone. You've been here through the whole time. We just haven't heard from you, but you've been working on it yeah. uh, with, with Dr. Corin. Um, Alicia I, está diciendo que sí. ella está muy curiosa de saber cuál es la perspectiva que tiene Dr. Duhan sobre esto, ya que ella ha estado desde el comienzo eh, trabajando, aunque quizás no ha sido tan evidente que ella lo ha estado haciendo y queremos saber también cómo esta planificación se está desarrollando. So there are plans to do a, a significant sort of post-mortem You're looking ahead toward the time when we are able to look back on this pandemic? Entonces hay bastante interés para saber las cosas como se desarrollaron cuando estemos saliendo de esta pandemia. Absolutely. And one of, I would say that we have three challenges ahead of us right now. Tenemos tres desafíos en este momento. One of them is we have to, as a county, as public health, we must improve our communications 
tenemos que mejorar primero que nada nuestras comunicaciones. And by having this, um, this after action report, it's a way that we will be able to tell our story to our, our population, to our community. Um, Al tener este reporte que va a ser después de que ha ocurrido las acciones y los hechos, eh, podremos contar la historia de lo que ha pasado en este condado. The other, the other um, challenge that we have is that we have many transitions happening in our departmental operations center. También hemos tenido muchas transiciones en nuestro departamento de operaciones. And this is in part because we're a year into this response. Esto también es producto porque ya llevamos un año respondiendo a esta crisis. So we're adjusting to the transitions. For example, we have a new PIO team. Estamos eh, entonces haciendo esta transición. Por ejemplo, tenemos un nuevo equipo de mm, public information. Eh, de mm, información oficiales de la información pública. Yeah, yeah. And the third challenging area is keeping up with the many changes that come in rapid fire from the federal government and the state government. Y el tercer desafío es mantenernos eh, al tanto de todos los cambios que están ocurriendo tanto a nivel estatal y que son un poco impredecibles. Right. So if I can follow up on, on a couple of those. So the, the many transitions at the Department Operations Center, you mean that after a year now people are, like personnel are transitioning out. Correct. Usted se refiere que en el centro de operaciones lo que ha ocurrido es que eh, algunas personas ya no están allí y se han podido, han ocurrido muchos cambios. And, and to reflect on the, the pandemic experience that we've been going through as a county together, it has, you may remember in the beginning of the pandemic, I would say, we have been running as fast as we can to slow the spread and flatten the curve. It, Cuando miramos la experiencia que hemos tenido todos durante el paso de la epidemia, podemos recordar que al principio estábamos tratando de actuar de manera muy rápida para detener el, los brotes y cómo se esparcía la epidemia. And I would always say as well, this is a rapidly evolving event. Y este es un evento que se estaba desarrollando el mismo de manera muy rápida. This has never changed. We've never stopped running as fast as we can, and we've, it has not changed from being a rapidly evolving event. Y esto nunca ha cambiado desde el principio por ser un evento que está rápidamente cambiando y nosotros corriendo al lado de él. So the pace we're keeping is very fast, um, and it has not ever stopped being fast. Y hemos seguido andando bastante rápido y nunca ha dejado de ser rápido. And an example of that is how the vaccines arrived in our county. Y un ejemplo de esto son cómo han llegado las vacunas a nuestro condado. It happened very fast. Ha ocurrido de manera muy rápida. And to keep up with that, we have to, it was brand new. We've never done mass vaccination in Mendocino County or in our, certainly not since 2009 with With the H1N1 influenza, we have not done mass vaccination. Y nunca habíamos hecho, bueno, desde 2009 no habíamos tenido estos eventos masivos de vacunación cuando vacunamos para el H1N1. So within a matter of a week, we had to spin up mass vaccination events. No pasó ni una semana cuando tuvimos que empezar a organizar estos eventos masivos de vacunación. And that was in early, or mid, so it was right, December 18th. Right before Christmas. Esto fue alrededor de diciembre el 18, justo antes de la Navidad. 
in less than two months, we've done over 17,000 vaccinations in our county. Hemos hecho en menos de dos meses más de 1.700 vacunaciones. This is very rapid response. Esta es la respuesta muy rápida a los eventos. Um, Alicia, this is Carmel, Dr. Duan. I want to, I really want to make sure that we get, there's, there's a message I want to make sure we get out, Alicia. So I'm going to interrupt Dr. Duan and segue into this now when we talk eh, about vaccines. Carmel Angelo dice que ella quiere interrumpir la conversación para dar un mensaje que considera que es muy importante en este momento. As, as quickly as this, the vaccine clinics and what we're doing is changing, we are dependent on the state, of course. And the state And that change is now saying that providers can vaccinate people that are 16 to 64 that have disabilities or medical complications. Y esos cambios eh, que vienen del Estado dicen ahora que los proveedores de estas vacunas pueden vacunar personas de 60 a 64 años. The reason really that I want to bring this up is I think yet one more time this direction that the state is going in will create confusion because they're saying they're opening the doors, we could vaccinate more people, but guess what? They're not giving us the vaccine to do it. So I really want this message to get out because we'll begin to get calls. People will want to know where they go to get vaccinated. And the fact is the state is not giving us any additional vaccine. And this week we only did, the county only got enough vaccine. And I hope I'm not going too fast. Yeah, sorry, Carmel. Yeah, I can, I can slow down. No, that's okay. Eh, entonces, el hecho de que el, que el Estado está dando estas nuevas eh, directrices en términos de quién puede obtener la vacuna nos pone en una situación un poco compleja debido a que no tenemos esas vacunas y las personas están muy interesadas en obtenerlas. So this week we were only able to do second doses with este, the Esta semana solo pudimos hacer segundas dosis. And now the state is saying instead of 65 and older or 75 and older, we want you to vaccinate a larger group, which we would love to do, but we entonces, don't have the vaccine. Entonces esta semana el, el, el Estado ha dicho que eh, quiere que vacunemos a, estábamos vacunando de 75 años y mayores de esa edad. Pero ahora el Estado está diciendo que quiere que vacunemos a grupos más largos, pero no tenemos las vacunas. So we can expect um, Mendocino County to make decisions that are that match the amount of vaccine that you can get and effectively manage, right? So if people are thinking, well, now I'm going to rush and get vaccinated because I'm 20 and I have a condition that puts me into that category, they may not be able to do that in, in Mendocino. Entonces ahora las cosas van a cambiar porque entonces el hecho de que el condado tendrá que hacer un ajuste porque si no tiene las vacunas, y quisiera aclarar que anteriormente dije 60, pero era de 16 a 64 años de edad. Entonces Alicia dice que en el caso, por ejemplo, de un niño de 20, de una persona de 20 años, 
que eh, necesite la vacuna, quizás el, el, el condado no pueda realmente otorgársela. So just to just to finish this thought, Alicia, we, uh, we have not been notified by the state that no County Public Estado. Health will get additional vaccine for this additional population. Que, However, que va a las para este grupo de edad adicional. Vaccine does come into the county to the um, Indian Health Clinics, and that's not a lot of vaccine, and Becky could attest to that. To the pharmacies, we know CVS and Walgreens, and then to the Adventist Hospital System. Entonces, el condado está recibiendo algunas vacunas a través de las clínicas que sirven a los nativos americanos, también algunas farmacias y los hospitales de Adventists. So, you know, so that's where we are. We have four points of entry for vaccine into this county right now. Tenemos cuatro And puntos de entrada de vacunas en el condado. And we are unaware of additional vaccine for this larger group. So I want the public to know that. Y desconocemos realmente cuándo van a llegar en mayor cantidad de estas vacunas. Y yo quiero que la gente lo sepa, el público. Right. So when the state changed the, the rules a couple of weeks ago and said that people 65 and older Uh, could get vaccinated. Mendocino County kept it 75 and older because you were making really good progress on that particular group and didn't have the vaccine to vaccinate people 65 to 75. Entonces, la semana pasada, cuando el Estado eh, cambió la edad de 75 años y más a 65 años y más, el condado de Mendocino mantuvo la edad en 75 años porque realmente no habían suficiente vacunas para los otros grupos. Y se hizo un buen trabajo distribuyendo aquellas vacunas. So do you think that's what you'll do with this new rule as well? Entonces, ¿usted, usted piensa que usted hará lo mismo para esta nueva regla? I think I could respond to that. Um, um, we follow um, an ethical framework for rationed medications during the pandemic. And the vaccine is a, is a rationed therapeutic. So Nosotros we, estamos siguiendo eh, una, eh, un racionamiento ético de, en este caso de las vacunas que son eh, medicamentos muy importantes. And the, the ethical framework comes down from the state to us. Y el, el marco ético viene desde el, desde el Estado. And it, the, the goal is to vaccinate those people who are at highest risk of harm from the COVID or who are frontline workers that we cannot afford to lose because, for example, healthcare workers or y teachers. Entonces, este, este eh, marco ético dice que tenemos que eh, vacunar a las personas que están en mayor riesgo y algunos trabajadores que no podemos perder durante esta pandemia que tenemos que proteger. But in fact, we're still sheltering in place. We're still with stay-at-home orders. We are a purple tier. Continuamos estando en, en el nivel púrpura de, que nos indica que debemos permanecer en nuestras casas todavía, que no podemos salir. Which is why we say, if you can stay home, then you should stay home. If Por you eso decimos home, que si usted se puede quedar en la casa, se quede en la casa. Y si puede trabajar desde su casa... 
and you should wait to be vaccinated until after we vaccinate those people who can't stay home or who are elderly and at very high risk of dying from the disease. Entonces le pedimos que se quede en su casa y trabaje desde su casa y permita que estas otras personas que están en un riesgo mucho más alto reciban la vacuna primero. All right, well, let me ask one more question along these lines before I have to let you go and that is that we saw today that CVS Pharmacy has put out a sign-up form on social media. How is the CVS vaccination effort going to fit in with, with this whole uh, county effort and what you're talking about, about now expanding the eligibility? Well, I think as esta mañana de que la farmacia CVS ha puesto un sitio en el internet eh, diciendo que se puede inscribir para obtener algunas vacunas. Queremos saber cómo el condado se va a alinear o incorporar a esta a esta nueva forma de obtener una vacunación. Yes, and this refers to what Carmel Angelo was saying as these multiple points of entry into our county. Esto se refiere a los distintos puntos de entrada de vacunas al condado. We only know, we only can have full awareness of what comes to the county. Solo, nosotros solo tenemos conocimiento de las vacunas que están entrando al condado. So, for example, what the hospital receives from the state, we, we don't have full knowledge. Nosotros no sabemos en realidad cuando el estado, eh, cuántas vacunas está entregando el estado a los hospitales. And it's the same with the CVS program. We don't actually know how much vaccine they have. Y lo mismo ocurre con la farmacia CVS. Realmente no sabemos cuántas vacunas ellos tienen. But we, we, we hope to find out soon. Wow. Pero esperamos saber pronto cuántas son. But so are they, they're also bound by the state guidelines? They can't just go doing general vaccinations? Pero en este caso ellas también están eh, conectadas con el marco ético que establece el Estado. No pueden dársela a cualquier persona, ¿no? Their allocation, I believe, comes directly to, from CVS, from the federal government. And so the CDC guidance is 65 and older at this time. And that seems to be what they're doing on the CVS website is 65 and older. En el caso de, las, de la farmacia CVS, ellos reciben directamente y siguen lo que indica el gobierno federal en el CDC y en este caso ellos están diciendo que personas de 65 años y más pueden vacunarse. And, and Alicia, the state is moving toward a third party administrator model where all the vaccine will come through the TPA. It's yet to be seen how that will work or if it will work. We do not have what those procedures are. We have no information. Every state call we ask, uh, it's, it's very difficult to get that information. So, I mean, this, everything that happens at the federal and state level trickles down to us at the local level. We continue to ask for local control, local control, local control. El, el, en, este, yeah. en este momento lo que está ocurriendo es que el gobierno federal y el gobierno federal eh, federal y estatal están estableciendo un tercer grupo que va a estar a cargo de estas decisiones y realmente nosotros no tenemos control en esta información, que en estas decisiones que ellos están tomando. Lo que sí, esto nos afecta al condado naturalmente y en este momento lo que nosotros seguimos pidiendo, control local, control local sobre estos recursos. 
So when you say keeping up with state and federal government changes is one of the big challenges, you are not kidding. It is like whipping you back and forth at this point. Mantenerse al tanto de los cambios que están ocurriendo a nivel del gobierno federal y del gobierno estatal es algo que representa un gran desafío. Every week there's a change that's coming from the federal or state level that we have to respond to. Cada semana está habiendo un cambio, tanto a nivel federal como estatal, y nosotros tenemos que responder a esos cambios. Y ha sido de esta manera por un año entero. So if our Mendocino County residents are feeling confused about what's going on, it's because what's going on is very confusing. Entonces si los eh, miembros de las personas que viven en el condado mendocino se sienten confundidas con lo que está pasando es porque la situación en sí es bastante confusa. Y si se me permite, quisiera decir que estamos realmente enfocándonos en mejorar la comunicación. Parece que es muy importante durante eh, la pandemia. Y nosotros en el condado queremos ser totalmente transparentes y ser que podamos ser revisados en nuestras acciones. And our, and what what we are doing, I'm very very proud of. We have done everything that needs to be done and that can be done as fast as it could be done for Mendocino County in this pandemic. Y estamos nosotros muy orgullosos, yo estoy muy orgullosa de todo lo que hemos hecho en nuestro condado porque lo hemos hecho de la manera más rápida y eficiente que hemos podido. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on today. We really, really appreciate these Friday updates. They help a lot. I know everybody else is trying to figure out what's going on too and to hear directly from you is, is really a help. Quiero agradecerles mucho que hayan venido hoy a participar en este update de los días, en esta actualización de los días viernes, porque muchas personas están contando con esta información y es muy importante. Y mucho gusto. All right, and thank you, Loreto, for your translation. Thank you so much. All right, bye bye. All right, that was the local coronavirus update. A little bit late. We were preempted earlier today by the Senate impeachment trial, but that was uh, CEO Carmel Angelo from Mendocino County, Dr. Duen, a former Mendocino County public health officer and current deputy public health officer, and Becky Emery from the Department Operations Center manager with Loreto Rojas of Mendo Latino, providing Spanish language interpretation. And just before I switch over to Democracy Now! in Progress, I want to let you know that uh, there is a little bit more information about the new state guidance about um, allowing now allowing uh, six, eight people aged 16 to 64 with um, health conditions or disabilities to be vaccinated it's disabilities and medical conditions. Uh, there is a list of which medical conditions It includes cancer, chronic kidney disease, chronic pulmonary disease, Down syndrome, immunocompromised state and from solid organ transplant, pregnancy, sickle cell disease, heart conditions, severe obesity, and type 2 diabetes. Uh, of course, Carmel Angelo told me that they heard about the new state guidelines minutes before they came uh, on to do the interview. So I'm sure we will be finding out 
a whole lot more about what those guidelines are and what they mean for Mendocino County residents. I am Alicia Bales in the studio here with you. I've been uh, operating the controls on the the live NPR uh, stream for most of the day, so I'm glad we had a chance to get some current pandemic information here for you as well. Listening to the local coronavirus update from KZYXNZ Mendocino County Public Broadcasting in Philo, California. This podcast is made possible by funding from the Mask Awareness Project of North Coast Opportunities. To hear this program live, tune in on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time to KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Williton Ukiah at 91.5 FM, and in Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Or you can hear us anywhere at kzyx.org, where you can also find out how to donate or become a KZYX member. Thanks for listening.